We here at the Mock Sports are super excited to partner with Dabble to be our official wagering partner during Cup Week. All tips that we give out on this episode can be copied right now on the Dabble app. Just go to the App Store, download Dabble, and use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you, and you can start following us today and get on every single bet we make on the races, the basketball, the cricket, the AFL, the NRL, you name it, it's there. So what are you waiting for? Have a Dabble today and start winning with us this Cup Week. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. This episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends over at Stridal. That's right, Stridal, where entertainment meets opportunity for the horse racing industry. Head to Strider.com now and get shopping on their marketplace where you can sort through all the best available yearlings for purchase for this upcoming racing season. Great opportunity to get in on the ground floor with some very talented horses. So head to Strider.com right now and get shopping. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, punters of all ages, welcome to the Mock Sports Presents the 2023 Melbourne Cup Runner by Runner preview. Nick, how are you, mate? Yeah, mate, not too bad. Um, big night last night after, Very the, dusty, after the yeah after the Golden Eagle. Only a couple of hours of sleep, but um, shout out to the boys, shout out to all. Um, Obam, we'll talk about it a bit next week, but um, Obam, Golden Eagle winner, really happy with that. Osmosis as well, your boy can't be complaining. Yes. We both had a pretty good day in the end, so yeah, pretty happy. Make sure to tune in next week for the uh, the Champions Stakes Preview podcast, where we'll go into it in detail. It's going to be a celebration and a half. But today is all about the big one, the race that stops the nation, the Melbourne Cup. And of course, mate, before we get into anything, let's just touch on our sponsors for today. So shout out first to our good friends, the official wagering partner of Cup Week for the Mock Sports, Dabble. Yeah, shout out to Dabble. They're the boys that are helping us out. Um, They're the best Aussie bookie that we use. Um, All the odds that we talk about on this podcast will be from Dabble. Um, straight from there. So yeah, join the other, I think there's 25,000 other punters that follow us on that platform. So go have a follow with us and you can copy all of our bets and um, the way that they have it there is just awesome. You get to talk to people in the in the banter chat, which is cool. And then all of our bets are up there. You just have to press one button and it's in your bet slip. So they're, they're awesome. 100%. So if you want to download Dabble today, you can click the link in the show notes or you can just go to the app store and download Dabble. When signing up, use the code MOCKSPORTS to let them know that we sent you and you'll be immediately following us and be able to copy every single bet that we put on in this podcast as well as all the bets we put on, you know, the footy, the soccer, the NBA, everything. It's there. Click the copy bet button straight into your bet slip. But if you do so, make sure to gamble responsibly. Think about what you could be buying instead and set a deposit limit. Also, mate, shout out to our good friends at Stridal. Yeah, big thanks to Stridal. They're really helping us out as well. If you want to own a horse, punters, um, get onto the Stridal marketplace. Um, you and your mates have been talking about it for, for bloody months in the group chat. So you get out of the group chat now and go buy yourselves a horse. It's great fun. Look at, um, think about it. Only $60,000 horse. Um, shit for a share was it or for all of it? I'm yeah, not too it was sure. About 60,000, 80,000, uh, all up. And <coughs> then it's now earned over $10 million in prize money, I believe. So yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So it could be us punters, could be you. Um, get on it, um, have a look on there. You don't even have to buy anything. Just go have a look and see if you like anything and then 
eventually you'll you'll get into it. Yeah, www.stridal.com. The link is in the show notes. Head to the marketplace and get shopping today. As Nick said, you know you've been chatting in the group chat. Get out of the group chat. Don't just watch the races. Own the excitement punters. Head to strider.com and get shopping today. Now, Nick, back to just the, the cup. It's the big one. It's what we all wait for. Everyone stops what they're doing at 3 o'clock every year on the first Tuesday of November and turns their TVs on, turns their radios on, switches it on their phones. They need to get their eyes on this race, whether you love racing, hate racing, all the casuals come out this one day a year, stack of money gets put on. It's it's incredible just the phenomenon that it is in this country and I think it should be a uh, a national holiday, not just in Melbourne. They get the day off work. We have to go to work. Are hey, you working this year? No, I got the day off. Lucky, so. I'm working. Um, I'll be at home watching with the old man. So yeah, should be should be pretty good. I'm pretty excited just to kick back and and just watch it. Uh, the last what I think three or four years I've been working, so I've had to get a sneaky little little video, like lock myself either in like one of the bathrooms or lock myself into the office and just <laughs> watch it on my phone or something. So it'd be good to watch it on the TV probably this year. That'll so. be me this year because for the first time ever I'll be working. I'm a working man now, um, but. Uh, when it comes to the field that's been compiled for this year, mate, what are your thoughts just on a face value? I do like it. There's a lot of good chances, a lot of horses that we've watched, um, in particular through the Cox Plate and the Caulfield Cup. Um, that seemed to go pretty well leading into this race. You've also got your favourite that's um, that's come over directly for this race, so it's going to be a good one. And there's a there's a lot of good international chances in this race, so I'm I'm, I'm pretty happy with the field. I think it's a pretty nice field for the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, it started to fall away a little bit. There were a few of the local chances that just didn't measure up in spring and got injured. You know, Luna Flair, I thought she was one of the top local chances and then she ended up getting retired just the other week because of an injury, which was a shame. But the internationals have really made up for it. It's absolutely stacked with international talent, including the favourite Vauban, like we said. Still don't know how to really say it. Is it Vauban? Is it Vauban? Vauban? Oh. Uh, what are you going to say? It's going to be Vauban. Vauban? Okay, it's, we're really, saying yeah. Vauban. But... um. Mate, of course, before we get into anything, we got to go through those key facts and stats. This yep. is, you know, like you said, a lot of casuals come on board and they want an omen bet. They want a bet that goes with the trends. And like I said, racing, it's always difficult to predict it with the stats. But, I mean, I feel like this, above all else, you really need to look at those trends because a lot of those key stats, barrier-wise, weight-wise, it really matters over the 3,200 distance, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It hundred percent does. Um, especially with weight, obviously, the more weight you got to carry on this on this horse in a two mile race, um, yeah. it's going to come down to it. So, um, we'll talk about that a little bit with our with our first runner. But, yeah. Um, so, um, as we get into it, here are the key facts and stats that you need to know, punters, before making your selection in the Melbourne Cup. Barriers 5, 10, 14, and nineteen are the most successful, and they've had eight winners out of each. Yeah, mate. So that's something to really have a look at, punters. So tied with eight wins each in history is 5, 10, 14, and surprisingly 19. So, you know, usually the wider the is, you know, wider the batter, I guess you could say. But 19 has produced 18 winners in the past. And if you go through and have a look at them, barrier five. Um, barrier five is... Where is he? Barrier uh, 5, Military, military mission. mission. Barrier 10 is True Marvel. Barrier 14 is... 
Area 14. Kalapur and Barrier 19. Down to Clare. Down to Clare, okay. So, very interesting to have a look at. There's no barriers, I believe, that haven't produced a winner. Pretty sure the only one that hadn't produced a winner was 18 until very elegant one a few years ago. So, there's no barriers that need to be making history. As we move on, though, so only two favourites have won the Melbourne Cup in the last 20 years. So it's not a favourites race, the Melbourne Cup. You want to go value, value, value. We've seen in the last couple of years that Duville legend comes with the hype, fail. Incentivised came in with the hype, failed. Okay? You want the value, mate. So what are your thoughts around that? Um, yeah, 100%. I usually am the same, but um, we'll look into it a little bit. Obviously, this favourite's um, looking pretty nice, in my opinion, I think. Um yeah, I can definitely respect it better. And you're still betting on a on a favorite that's paying. It's going to be paying upwards of five dollars in the end. So if you're tipping that, it's um it's a pretty good tip to get. I'd still say, but um, yeah, it's I, I like it as a bit of an exotics race personally for the Melbourne Cup. Oh mate, the trifectas can and first fours can pay off a mortgage some years if you get them. So we'll definitely be having a play on them later as we'll discuss. But take us to the next one. Um, since 2006, only four. Melbourne Cup favourites have finished in the placing. So that's another one. So, yeah, it's another one favourites-wise. They not only don't always win, they don't always even place as well. So be careful about those favourites punters. Be careful what you wish for when you're diving into the short-priced favourite. Because when it comes to prices, since 2000, so in the last 22 years, the average winning price was $17.50. So it's value galore usually in a Melbourne Cup as we'll just nail that home yet again. Yeah, mate. And then we move on to the next one. This is usually a younger horse game with 70% of the winners throughout all of the history, which is a long time. It's been aged five and under. So that's pretty interesting to go off there, punters. Yeah, I'm pretty sure 90 out of all of history have been four and five as well. So usually yeah, it's wow, a four-year-old okay. and a five-year-old's game. Okay, so 90 out of the 100 and... Geez, my math is escaping me here, but I'm, I know it's 150 years plus... Almost half of them, if not over half of them, if my math is correct, are aged four and five. Um, and so also, we come down to the weight when it comes to statistics. We're going to discuss this when we get to the top weight gold trip in a bit more detail. But you just need to know, punters, a horse hasn't won the Melbourne Cup carrying 58.5 kilos or more since 1975. The very last horse to carry 58 or more was Maccabi Diva back in 2005, I think it was. So it's very, very rare that a horse carrying that much weight gets up here. We discussed it with the Caulfield Cup. It's very much similar here with the Melbourne Cup. Weight can be everything in a race like this, and Gold Trip is weighted very, very highly due to winning last year, and he was top weight last year as well. So the penalties haven't been kind, but we'll discuss it a bit more in depth. But those are your stats. Very keen to look into them, how they go across the field. Like we said, with, when it comes to the favourite, when it comes to the younger horses and also that weight issue. But a little track and weather spiel before we get into runner by runner. It's predicted to be 25 to 30 degrees in Melbourne on Tuesday. Um, the track should be a good four, if not a good three, by Melbourne Cup time, uh, unless a thunderstorm hits. But only two millimetres is predicted if the thunderstorm does hit. So if that happens, it should be probably good four with a bit of cushioning, if not soft five at max, at maximum. But I know that they'll absolutely irrigate the hell out of it to make sure it's a pure, pure good four come race day. So that's probably weather-wise what you have to take into account. The rail's out two metres, 
which should make no difference at a track like Flemington. So every horse, realistically, should be getting their chance. If your horse loses on the week, on, not on the weekend, on Tuesday, you can't be blaming track bias, in my opinion. Best horse is going to get up, as a true handicap should. So we'll go through the speed map now quickly, mate. Serpentine, get a clear lead from that first barrier. Military Mission, Magical Lagoon, and Right You Are will probably push up to inject some speed into the race. Whereas Future History could either find itself both on the speed at the front or maybe just off it while without a fight needs to make the decision from that barrier to either set back or push up and be a bit proactive and get a forward positioning as well. Um, Vorben is also expected to be there or thereabouts pace-wise. Some are saying that it could even push to the front and try and lead all the way, whereas Sulcum, Gold Trip and Breakup will be the main swoopers to try and come from the back. Now, mate, we'll go through, just like we have with the Golden Eagle, the Cox Plate, the Everest... In the Caulfield Cup, we've managed to find three out of the four winners. Let's try and make it four from five. Runner by runner, contender versus pretender. Let's tell the punters why they can win, why they can't win. We'll start with Gold Trip at $5 to win and $2 to place currently on Davil. What are your thoughts on the top weight? Um, it's a contender. It's a, it's, a, it's a good chance. Obviously, a worry. Mark Zara's come off the horse for this race. J-Mac jumps on. So not much of a downgrade there in the end, punters, because J-Mac is one of the best jockeys in the world. Um, but yeah, 58 and a half kilos is a big ass for this horse. Um, like you said, 1975 was the last time a horse has won at this weight. However, only a kilo bigger than last year. But um, wow, its runs have been perfect leading into it. Its Cox Plate run was honestly as good as it could have been, I thought, in my opinion. Um, to lead into the Melbourne Cup, so if you want to read into it, punters, I just I can't leave it as a uh, as a pretender personally. Um, it'll be in my exotics for sure. I'm, I'm going to say pretender, and I Damn. can hear the hate in the TikToks already. I'm happy to say that Gold Trip is not winning the Melbourne Cup. I'm very happy to say it, and if he wins, he can win without my money. And fair enough if he does, because you know he's flying. Yes, he is really strong at the moment, and he's used to winning this race as the top. Weight, like I said, last year he was able to do it with 57.5 kilos, I believe, or maybe it was just 57. But, I mean, look, Mark Zara jumping off is another big telling point that he thought he's not the best chance in the race without a fight is. So he's jumping off. He could have been on this horse if he wanted to. Also, they say that this horse is good on the good tracks now, but history says he prefers cushion in the deck, and he probably won't get that come Tuesday. Um, also, like I said, last horse to win at 58 kilos, Maccabi Diva 2005. Last horse to win at 58 and a half kilos was Think Big, 1975. Before that, 1969, Rain Lover at 60 and a half kilos, if you believe that. Jesus. But what do they all have in common, Nick? They won multiple years running. So yep. Gold Trip would have to um, be again to continue that trend that if you're going to win with this heavy of a weight, you need to be winning multiple years in a row. But it also shows that they don't come around very often. Okay, so there have been three horses in the last, what is it, 53 years that have been able to win in years success, in years successive, sorry, and they've been able to do it with that heavy of a weight. I don't know. I think he's at poison odds at $5 considering all of those things. I'm happy to stay away and say that Gold Trip is not winning the cup. Fair enough, mate. Uh, we got Alan LeQuare, $71 and $16 to place on Dabble. Yeah, pretender. Um, a lot better chances in this race, punters. Um, in saying that, for a lot of these horses, I will say pretender, but they can always sneak into your exotics. Um, 100%. So, um, 
if you're looking for some value for a trifecta or a first four, you can add them in. But personally, I think there's better options to win the cup. Gee, I'd love to see Damien Oliver win on his way out, but I feel like that's the only reason why this horse is this short because I feel like he should be paying over $100 because we've seen what he can do in Australia and it's not that much. He's only he's never gone beyond 2500 so I don't think he's going to get that distance, which is crucial in a race like this. And, yeah, I think top 10 best at best. I think he's only so short because there's sentimental punters out there loading it because it's Damien Oliver's last Melbourne Cup. So we move to without a fight, six dollars fifty to win and two dollars forty to place on Dabble, mate. What are your thoughts on the Caulfield Cup winner? Genuine contender. Uh, Mark Zara is a, sorry, Mark Zara is a very smart man, punters, and he knows um, to hop off a horse when he needs to. And he's hopped off Gold Trip, which wouldn't have been easy for him, um, and books onto without a fight for the Cup, which is always a positive sign. Uh, what a, what a run it was in the Caulfield Cup as well. Um, can he do it? Can he do the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup duo? That's what a lot of trainers, a lot of jockeys, that's their dreams. So um, I'm not too sure. I think he's a contender for sure. I can't leave him out. Um, my money personally won't be there, but um, I won't be surprised if it gets up. Yeah, Jeff, contender for me. Uh, and the whole Melbourne Cup, Caulfield Cup double thing, I'm spewing that I didn't have something on it because yeah. it would have been paying 100 plus bucks. And I, he was my tip for the Caulfield Cup. So... That teaches me next year to get on whatever my Caulfield Cup tip is to win the Melbourne as well. Um, but, I mean, I'm not sure if he is good enough to do it. But he is one hell of a chance. He's one of the best chances in this race. Like you said, Zara jumping on is a massive positive. We're set to get a dry track, which is absolutely crucial to his chances. I tipped him in the Melbourne Cup last year. The rain came down and he finished about 15 lengths off them because he can't go in the wet. If it stays dry, he is one of the best chances, if not the best chance. The only way he isn't up there in the finish, in my opinion, is if the really fast run race in the Caulfield Cup has busted him and he's just got no energy left because they went really, really fast in that Caulfield Cup, one of the fastest in history. So if that hasn't busted him, he has a major chance come Tuesday. So we've got break up, $19 to win, $5.50 to place. The Japanese horse, mate, you got on a Jap in the Golden Eagle at one. Are you getting on the Jap in the Melbourne Cup? Um, contender, um, I won't be on him personally. Um, I think he'll be really well suited to this race, punters. I think um, stepping up in the distance will really help him. He's obviously ran at the distance before, um, running at the 3,000 and the, and the two-mile as well over in Japan. Um, you can't knock these Japanese horses, punters, and I said it last week in the, in the Golden Eagle podcast you can't leave it out, and there's, this is the reason why they're, they're great. Um, his Japanese um, jockey does come over for this for this race. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's the same one that got injured or if it's a different one, but there is a Japanese um, jockey coming over. Um, but, yeah, he's a definite contender. I think uh, uh, his pass mark – he was a pass mark in the um, Caulfield Cup. It was looking nice, but um, overall, yeah, it is what it is. Break up contender. Yeah, I'm going to say contender because pen a Japanese horse at your own risk. I won't be doing it. I thought he probably had a better chance in the core field, but fitness will be up from that race. Gets more room to work. And a Japanese jockey jumps on board, like you said. He's one of the few out of the Caulfield Cup that I can see turning the tables because when it comes to a race like this, you've got to see who did without a fight beat and by how much. And can they turn around that deficit? And I think the breakup's one of the few that potentially could as we move into the field favourite, at $3.50 currently on Dabble, $1.65 to place. 
They say that he'll probably drift out to $4.50, $5 race day. So if you want to get on him, maybe wait until race time comes around. But what are your thoughts on the favourite? I think this is honestly the strongest favourite I've seen in a Melbourne Cup um, since I've been 18. So what, in the three or four years we've watched it. Um, yeah, it, it definitely looks the best out of all of them. Uh, this giving me back to 2020 Tiger Moth was was very well respected, but I think this this one's more more well respected. Um, I read somewhere that it's it's been a two year process mm. targeting this race. Yeah, they um, kept him at the jumps to make sure his flats rating kept down, so he didn't get given a huge weight penalty. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy that it's a two year grind just to get into this race, and um, I think he's deserved favorite. I think he should run well. Um, yeah, genuine contender, I think, if not the leading contender of the race, but it is a bit boring. Now, nah, fair enough, mate. I'm going to say he's a contender. Of course he is. What He's one of the best horses in yeah, the world. I just, I honestly, if you're genuinely betting on a first four or a trifecta and you're not just trying to get a massive payout, I don't see how you can how you can leave him out of, of a first four or oh, a trifecta. I, I honestly, I, I can't entertain that. I'll, I'll be shocked if he's finishing... Top six or worse. If he's not right in that finish, it's surprising to me. I'll be surprised if he's out of the placings. If he's out of the placings, I'll be shocked. Because, I mean, he's short price, short, sorry, short price favourite. But what did we learn in the last couple of years? Short price favourites and Melbourne Cup don't mix. Incentivised, one of the shortest in history, got rolled second. Deville Legend, again, came the next year, got very short and got rolled. I don't, I don't even know where it finished. Didn't finish in the placings. So I'm happy to let it win without my money personally. Yep. But boy, if he brings his best, he surely smashes the local competition and he'll only have the internationals to deal with. Because just look at it. Like, like you said, two-year process. He was a jumps horse to keep that rating down and running in group one jumps and then coming back and absolutely smashing Look at his jumps local. record. Eight starts, three wins, and four in the placings. One out of the top three he's missed. Yeah, that's jump. So we know he's going to stay. He'll stay all day. Then he came out and was favourite for this race because he smashed a pretty decent group three field that included Valiant King, who ran not that bad in a Caulfield Cup by seven and a half lengths. Absolutely smashed them. So I don't know. I There is literally one negative to this horse, and I'll tell you it now. At track work... He played up a bit. He got a bit sweaty. He was a bit agitated. This is track work, punters. At 100 people on track max, 6 a.m. in the morning, and he's getting a little agitated. What's he going to do on a 30-degree hot Melbourne day, 100,000 people at the tracks, most of them screaming at him to win, helicopters, TV cameras in his face, like 23 other horses packed into those barriers, I don't know. Um, it'll be quite the ruckus. Let's see how he handles it. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays up in the yard and drifts a little bit. But if he's able to rock up, calm, eye on the job, and run to his best, he's definitely the top chance to win. But he won't have my money. He's too short to be having my money in such an open race. We move on to Sulcum, mate. $10 to win, $3.30 <clears> to place. What are your thoughts on the boy that always misses at the start? Yeah, blinkers get removed here, punters, to try and help that situation out um, to try and get the jump. If it gets a jump, it wins, in my opinion. Um, if, if it, it jumps clean, it wins? Yeah, it's a good horse. It's been racing pretty well. If it jumps, it's, it, it's, you can say that about 
anything, though, you can say. If a horse ran better in the straight, he would have won. Like, yeah, hindsight's a great thing. You can't really d- say that about a horse. But um, if Solcom gets the jump, it wins. It just this is the only race I'd be comfortable putting a bet on it only because it's so long where it could probably make up the ground if it needed to if it gets a half bad jump if it gets a bad jump it's probably out of it but if it's got a half bad jump in it, it could probably fight its way back so I say contender but um, probably not that price I'd probably want it more of the 15, 16 mark personally to be pretty confident on betting on it but 53, kilo, 53 and a half is um, not too bad of a weight to, to pull as well yeah Marrera goes on board as well um, the jumps make or break for him. I agree. Fourth barrier because if he jumps well, he can stalk him and then fly past him in the straight. And I honestly would be very surprised if he wasn't somewhere in the finish if he manages to jump well. However, misses the kick like he usually does by I'm giving him two or more lengths. Because like you said, if he misses it by a little bit, he'll be able to make up the ground. But if he misses it like he did in the core field, which was by six lengths, he's going to get shuffled all the way to the back from that fourth barrier and he'll have to use quite a bit of petrol to try and get back on the tail of them and find the suitable position about where he wants to be. Um, he's ready to peak. He's got a gun jockey on board. He just needs to jump. And I think he will, and he'll be right in the thick of things. Like I said, he's not going to have my money. I don't think he wins, but he's a must in all exotics because yeah. he is going to fly late. And I am I, confident that he's actually going to jump within two lengths of them. He's not going to miss them as bad in the Caulfield Cup. No way. 100%. Uh, I reckon they're going to iron out those issues. The blinkers issues. come off. Issues, yeah, sorry, those issues. The blinkers come off for a reason. I don't know if he jumps, he wins, like you said. But if he jumps, I'd be shocked to see him out of the finish. So we move on to absurd. $19 to win, $5.50 to place, mate. Contender. One of my leading contenders. Really like this well, one. Okay. Um, I didn't mention it before with the born or however you say it. But these horses that have been to the um, jumps before, They've had some real weights on their back. I don't know if you can look at it, punters, but um, this horse was racing at the jumps and had 73 kilos on its back. Jesus. At, like, that just sounds like danger to me, personally. <laughs> 3,300 metres, having 73 kilos. And doing hurdles. On, on his back. So um, he drops, what, 12 kilos? Twenty? No, sorry, 22 kilos. That's crazy. Um, so, I mean... That's another thing as well, punters. Looking at those two international horses, they've had a lot of weight on their back and they've run pretty pretty far. So, um, yeah, they, they're used to it. They're stayers. So uh, this is a real big international race, in my opinion. Like, you could, I, I, have, I reckon my leading chances are all going to be international. There's internationals everywhere you look. Um, most of the Australian chances started their careers over in Europe anyway, so... Yeah. There's very few actual Australian horses in the field. Um, mate, I'm going to say pretender. Call oh. me absurd, if you will. <laughs> Damn. Good good pun there, mate. Um, I have to measure everyone to Verborn. Um, and I think that's fair enough. And I just don't think this horse can beat Verborn. Plain and simple. He's the stable, mate. Has solid form in Europe. They brought the big boy Verborn over as the main chance. The trainer reckons he's the best chance he's ever put into this race. If anything, I think he's brought this one over to potentially run a place and pick up some prize money. But the camp's all in on Verborn. The industry's all in on Verborn. And I have to measure every horse. Can they beat Verborn? I don't think this horse can. Fair enough. As we move on to right, you are. $61 to win, $13 to place. Pretender. I just don't think it wins. It can't win. Yeah, he was very brave in the Caulfield Cup, wasn't he? And he yeah. he's to be, res- 
respect him. He's a gutsy horse, but I think he just won't make the distance. He's top 10 at best. Um, Vow and Declare, mate, $26 to win, $6.50, coming around for his fourth Melbourne Cup. Crazy, crazy. Um, personally, I just don't see how he can win. Uh, I think he's a pretender. He's um, he's past his best. Um, 2019, when was it? 2020, 2019. 2019, yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Love it. Love that it's running around again. We'd love to see it win, but I don't think it will. Yeah, we know he gets the trip, of course. He is, after all, a Melbourne Cup winner, and he's run in the last two as well. Um, so he'll be able to get there, uh, unlike a few of the horses in this edition. So the trip is no query for him. Throwing the fact that he is flying at the moment and is carrying the lowest weight that he has ever in his four attempts at the Melbourne Cup, that's a big plus. So... He's actually somehow ended up an unsurprising place chance, but place at best in my opinion, so he can't be a contender. But boy, I'd love to see him fly in for third or fourth, so make sure he's in those exotics. As we move to Cleveland, $31 to win, $7 to place. Uh, Same same here. He's a good talent um, Australian horse, but coming against his internationals, I don't see him as a chance. I'll say also 23rd barrier is pretty disgusting, so um, I'll go pretender. Yeah, like I said, another one of the uh, the bunts that calls himself an Aussie now originally was the European Raider that's settled into the country now. He's had This will be finishing off his second prep. We haven't really um, gotten to see his best in Australia because he got injured in the autumn and he's been sort of caught in traffic a few times um, this prep in. But, I mean, I've been on every start his Aussie career without fail apart, of course, when he finally won a thing, when he uh, won the Mel the Melbourne Cup, the Mooney Valley Cup a couple of weeks ago. He'll get the distance for sure. He stays all day, this boy. He's, uh, he was originally going to come over for this race last year, but didn't. He gets no weight on the back. He's in form with jockey Mickey D. The only negative is that barrier, like I said. He wouldn't be surprised me. So I'm going to say contender. He's the fringe for me. Like I've said the last few weeks, there's always a fringe who's the last on the list. He's the last on the list for me. So we move to Ash Run, $41 to win, eight fifty to place. Thoughts? Uh, no. So second in the Geelong Cup, um, but yeah, just don't think it wins. Better chances, personally, just yeah, exotics are best. Yeah, Geelong Cup used to be a strong form guide, hasn't been in a while, and this horse couldn't even win it. He's only fourth up off a three-year break as well, so I can't see him being fit enough to <laughs> get there. Um, well, he ran excellent at this trip a few years ago when he got injured in the Melbourne Cup, so he'll get the trip, it's just... I don't think he'll have the engine to really match it with those who are at the peak of their fitness. Then we move on to Duckin' Sweet Jr. Mate, $91 to win, $19 to place. No. Nah. Is that all? Yeah. Well, yeah, he finished sixth in last year's race. I can't see him finishing any closer, quite frankly. So he is a pretender. Um, so here we go. Akita Sushi, $91 to win, $19 to place. Written by our boy Dylan Gibbons. Shout out to him. Out, we love to see the boys we've interviewed doing well. And uh, Dylan lines up in his first ever Melbourne Cup. So uh, good luck to him. What are your thoughts on the horse? Uh, unlucky he's got a not very great chance to pretend. Um, yeah, just it's... No. I mean, I personally can't see him winning, but I reckon if you pull him in a sweep, don't throw it out because I think you might be lucky and get a placing or maybe even a fourth. I don't know how many sweeps pay out the fourth, but who knows? Um, I, I, I Like I say, in every one of these previews, there's always that horse in the field that if it won, you'd get 50 people coming out on Twitter saying, yeah, he was a $91 moral. Why weren't you all on it? Um I'll gladly shake the man of the hand 
sorry, I'll gladly shake the hand of the man who got on and say you're a better person than me for getting on. Because um, I don't think it wins, but Dell Gibbons, I think he'll win a Melbourne Cup one day. Won't be this year. I think the fact that he's just getting booked for a Melbourne Cup is a sign of big things to come. I think that this combination of um, trainer and uh, jockey will be big in the future. Um, I just think 100% he can kick home and potentially get into that top six, but winners would surprise me. Um, Shiraz, $126, $26 to place. Pretender. Mate, I'll get a tattoo if it wins. Uh, I won't get as angry as I did about Johnny Get Angry a couple of years ago, um, but this horse has got nothing. I don't even know why it's in the field. Um, we go to Luster Chocker, $23 to win, $6 to place. Really interesting horse here. Other European chance here, punters, that looks pretty good in my opinion. Uh, what, what was the price? Sorry, twenty dollars. Twenty three dollars to win, six dollars to place. It's a pretty good roughy chance. Punters, one of my best roughy chances of this race. Um, has raced close to the distance. Hasn't quite made the distance. Uh, raced at three thousand one hundred meters last start. One um, by two lengths, so not too bad to go off there. Punters will stay. Um, been racing in France, but um, Craig Williams is a great jockey. Barry Twenty One's probably a bit of a worry, but um. In this race, I'd probably say it's less concerning than others with Barrier. It is still concerning, but it's less concerning punters than other races because um, you've got a lot of time to make up ground. 51 kilos, probably very positive as well. Um, but yeah, I'd say this is one of my better roughy chances. I think she's a real smoky chance. I really do. The triple being her issue, she gets a Melbourne Cup winning jockey, absolute feathers on the back. She presents as a threat, but when you look deeper into that form. It doesn't hold up as much as some of the other international chances. And she's pretty tiny compared to the other horses. She's got a tricky barrier. She prefers it being wet. So I'm happy to look around her and mark her as a pretender because I don't see her winning. But she's definitely one to put in the exotics. And mark my words, I think this horse is going to be a major, major player down under if she stays, which I believe is the intention. So I think she's definitely one to look at for your autumn future Futures bets for all those staying races because I've just got a feeling that she could be a gold trip. Of course, owned by Australian bloodstock now, you know, bring them over from Europe, run them in a big race, bring them back the next year in the autumn, in the spring carnival and keep them down under and become a really top threat in the country. That's my vibes with Luster Chocker, but I just can't see it winning the Melbourne Cup this year, maybe next year. But pretender for me as we move to Magical Lagoon, $126 to win, $26 to place. Uh, pretender. Yeah, mate. His, sorry, her prep been very, very weird. Couldn't beat Cepheus, couldn't beat Montefilia, couldn't win the Geelong Cup. I don't know how she gets in this field. I would be very surprised to see her finishing top 10, let alone winning. Feel like she's potentially in here purely because the race started to fall away a bit. That's all I can really think with this horse. Um, we moved to military mission, $34 to win, $7.50 to place on Dabble. Uh, contender, I think. Really? Yeah, I like this horse. Um, feathers on top as well. If it stays a good track as well, it's got a good track. A good, good track record um, as well. If it somehow gets into the soft, it can run, run there as well. So if you want to back yourself just in case, I don't know how it looks down in Melbourne. I know you said um, personally that it's um, going to stay sunny, but we all, we don't it's know. It's Melbourne. So. The weatherman and in Melbourne, it's all very different. But I really like this horse. Um, one last start over at Caulfield at 2,400 metres in front of United Nations. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good to go off. Drops six kilos from that race as well, punters. Um, gets Rachel King on board. Gay Waterhouse so should probably push forward and lead probably um, as most um, gay bot um, horses, horses do. do. Yeah. Um, 
one of the better roughy chances as well. So if you want a lot of value, I like military mission. Yeah, Gay Waterhouse is really talking up this horse, but I mean, she yeah. talks up every single horse she owns. Uh, she reckons she will run the top eight in the Golden Slipper every year, but to her credit, she does have very good two-year-olds. But when it comes to um, stayers, not as well known for the stayers, she's won the Melbourne Cup, so she knows what she's talking about. But Gay, Gay pumping up a horse yeah. can't be anything to um, be taken lightly. Um but, I mean, look, she'll give them something to chase, like all Waterhouse horses will. Uh, the form lines around Spirit Ridge and United Nations, two horses that I think would finish close to dead last in this. So, I don't know, I have it at a much higher price. I'd love to see Rachel King put in a strong run, like she did last year on the Bjorn Baker horse. Um, I just can't see it winning. Top 10 at best for military mission, in my opinion. Fair enough. Um, we head to Serpentine. $61 to win, $13 to place. Pretender. Um, yeah, it's... Um. Yeah, better chances in the race. <laughs> fell behind without a fight. In, the, in sorry, fell behind without a fight over at Eagle Farm by six lengths. A couple start what in autumn, I think. In the winter, yeah. In winter, so um, yeah. That's and I've already said without a fight's not a chance. So got to stay pretty consistent with that. Um. Look, just about everything I just said for military mission could be repeated for this horse. He'll get the trip. Has a jockey who only three years ago did a lead all the way job on Twilight Payment. So, John McNeil knows how to ride a low weight horse all the way in the Melbourne Cup, but at top 10 best for him, in my opinion. We move to Virtuous Circle, $126 to win, $26 to place. No, no chance. If no it was way. wet, maybe I could say he was in half a chance to shock, but one out of nine on dry decks reads terribly. I can't entertain him. Uh, more felons, $34 to win, $7.50 to place. Uh, pretender, I think there's better options in this race. Um, just yeah, Waller doesn't seem too too keen on it um, personally. Um, but yeah, I think there's better chances out there. It just doesn't really. It's another horse that's come from the jumps. So if you want to look into that, like you can punters, it's had that big weight on its back, so now it's gone to the 50 kilos, so it drops 25 kilos off its back. Oh. Jesus, that just sounds like a crime. <laughs> Anyhow, but um, pretender. Yeah, pretender for me. Was absolutely flying in the Geelong Cup late, but I can't see her winning. Pure exotics chance only. If she can get the distance, this horse will be finishing top six, I feel, at best. If it drew a better barrier, I'd say winning chance, but I think that just the barrier takes it out for me. As we move to future history, mate, $26 to win, $6.50 to place. One of the local chances, a couple of boys went around and bought 10% of it for a... I don't know how much they chipped in. I think it was like 20000 plus, but they've now... Bought into a Melbourne Cup running horse. Not a yearling that may not even make the track. They've gone for the dream. They've bought a Melbourne Cup horse. They could potentially be standing there at the end on Tuesday with a whole lot of money in the bank. Could be the best return on investment ever within the space of two weeks. You've gone from no horses to Melbourne Cup winner. But what are your thoughts on the horse? Oh, yeah. I like it. Uh, Sorry, contender. Um, I think it's one of the better Australian chances. Um, Ran real good. Um, behind Cleveland, Van de Clare coming third. Um, and then the win before that, the 2,500 from a first immortal, who was my futures bet for this race going into it. didn't get a start in the end, Just did didn't it? get a start in the end, which it probably um, probably could have in the end. But um, with some of these other chances. But, yeah, I, I, I like this one, mate. I know you do as well. Yeah, this boy's flying, isn't he? Ran excellent in that Bart Cummings when he rose over the top of him to win. Mooney Valley Cup as well was really good, in my opinion, when it changed tactics because usually it likes to be up at on the pace or just off them and was decided to ride conservative because they didn't really want to bust him before this because this is, of course, the main target. But he still absolutely flew late 
and got into the placings. He has feathers on the back, top rider on his back, Holly Doyle. That's Tom Markland's wife, if you've never heard of her. She's the Jamie Carr of the UK. The only negative with that is the fact that she's never ridden in Australia. Her first ride in Australia will be one of the races earlier on in the day on Melbourne Cup Day. So maybe that's the only negative, that she's not used to the Australian way of going about things. But I would love to see Doyle become the second woman to win the Cup. I have a really sneaky feeling about this horse, and I think a lot of punters are forgetting about it. So, I don't know. We'll go into it a bit more later, but a big chance here. Contender for future history. We move to interpretation. $91 to win, $19 to place. Pretender. Yeah, I don't like Geelong Cup form, let alone Bendigo Cup form. Sorry, I think this horse is just simply not good enough to be anywhere near the finish. So, Pretender. We go to Calipore, $61 to win, $13 to place. Off the three-day backup after winning the Lexus Archer Stakes on Saturday. Zach Lloyd goes aboard after his ride. Didn't get a start in the end. So he's jumped on Calipore. Thoughts? Three-day backup for a long race is very hard. Um, If it does, well done. But personally, I don't see how I can recover and get it done. So pretender. Yeah, very few horses have been able to do the three-day backup from the Derby or the Archer Stakes. Only... 10 in history to do the uh, Lexus Stakes Melbourne Cup double with only three coming in the last 50 years. So that's another key stat and fact for you. Throw in the fact that you have Zach Lloyd on board who, I mean, might win a Melbourne Cup one day but isn't really in amazing form at the moment. If you want to back an apprentice, I'd say back Dylan Gibbons, right? He's in better form than Zach Lloyd at the moment. So I think you've got a top chance, top 10 chance at best with this horse with colour poor. Um, True Marvel, the final horse in the field, $126 to win, $26 to place. No chance. Yeah, I mean, another one that used to be at the jumps. Uh, it hasn't won on the flats in two years. The only last time it won was uh, on the jumps uh, last year, I think. Um, and, I mean, his last four starts, have he's lost by over a 35 lengths combined. Needs a miracle in my mind to be winning this one, despite the fact he's got no weight on board. Um, so that's the field. We've gone pretender v contender. So now I want to see... Who's your winner? We'll go winner, top four chance, and then a little bit of a betting strategy for the punters. So I want you to pick one horse. Who is your top selection for the <sighs> Melbourne Cup 2023? You and I, we've yet to actually tip the Melbourne Cup on this pod. We have best we've come second. We've come Spanish Mission uh, came third. Very elegant was a contender. I didn't actually make it the top tip because Spanish Mission, sorry, came third that year. That's the best we've done. We've best we've done is third. So can't even remember who I've tipped in the past. Uh, I was on without a fight last year. I can't remember who you were on, but I know it didn't quite measure up. No. Don't even remember. But I know third's the best we've done. Let's go one better. Let's try and find the winner. All right. Who's your tip? Call me boring, you punters, but I reckon this favourite is something different. Um, (sighs) This bloke's know nothing, just packing favourites. Oh, well, it is what it is because if if it wins and no one gets on it, we look like we don't know anything. If it wins and I get on it, I still look like I just tip the favourites. So it is what it is. Um, I think it's the best chance in my opinion. Like you said, this um, this camp, it's the golden boy. They've been looking forward to this. They've two years in the making coming into this. Um, we know it can stay. We know it can run. It's doing everything positive. Ryan Moore, one of the best jockeys in the world, comes to Australia. Perfect. Yeah, mate. Honestly, if it was wider... I'd be on personally. It's just it's. I'm usually internationals, internationals, internationals. I've in my two well, times back in the Melbourne Cup, I've been on an international. I'm on a local chance <sighs> this time round. I'll reveal that in a couple of seconds. But mate, I don't blame you for backing this horse. If it was at six dollars, seven dollars, like a Melbourne Cup favourite probably should be in my opinion. I'd be on. But at three dollars eighty, I think it is, or three dollars fifty, I just can't be on at that price. But 
mate, it's it's definitely one of the top chances. Like you said, you said choose your winner and then you can talk about your betting strategy. So I'll talk about that in a minute about how I'll bet on this race um, personally because it won't be just $50 on um, the favourite. That won't be the way I will be punting. Playing a bit of each way um, values there. A lot of each way values, but um, a lot of um, exotics as well. But I was just letting you know that that's my best Top chance. I think, okay. it, I think this horse will win. That's fair enough. My winner, call me crazy. I'm going for a second ever female jockey to win the Melbourne Cup. I'm going Damn. for history. I'm going for Holly Doyle on future history, man. It's, oh, I, I just, the values there, this horse is flying. I've just got one of those really bad feelings in the gut that I know if I don't get on it, it'll get up. Yeah. And it might come out and run dead last, but at least I know that I backed my gut. Sometimes you got to go gut over head, over heart. I just know that like in the way that I stop some horses, I'd get on Vorba and then it'd come dead last. Yeah. So I just know that the second I don't get on this horse, which I got on in the Bart Cummings, and it ran spectacularly at the big odds. And I was like, no, 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 this is actually a really cheeky chance for the Melbourne Cup. And it's come in here, feathers on the back. Like I said, the only negative is the fact that the jockey's never raced in um, Melbourne or Australia. So that's the only negative. Everything else points to a strong run from future history. I'm going to be getting on future history. And I hope those two blokes that, you know, bought into it, that's going to be an all-time story if it yeah. gets up. Shout but um. So future history for me, Vauban for you. Let's go top four across the line. So what's your first four? Vauban, whatever you say it. Um, Last Kocha. Oh, without a fight and gold trip. Fair enough. I'll go future history without a fight. Vauban to run third and then gold trip to run fourth. I think gold trip's going to put in a strong showing. Don't just think, because I said pretender, he's not going to be up there in a bounce. I just think the weight's too much for him to win the race, just like it was in the Caulfield Cup. He'll just get weighted down in the late stages. That's all it is. He'll look really good, but he just I don't think he'll get over the line. Um, when it comes to the $50, belly, $50 betting strategy, mate, I've got two bets. I'm keen to see how many bets you're having, but let's just say someone whacked a pineapple on the table there. How are you spending it on Tuesday? Um, well, yeah. So personally, I'd put, um, this is what I do for the Melbourne Cup punters. You can do whatever you want. This is personally what I do. I will be putting 10 mystery trifectas on, including the favorite, because you get the same percentage. You can win. That's how you're going to win your money on this day is a mystery trifecta. Mystery trifecta. Yep. Including the favorite. So that way my winner will be in it. Um, that's $30 out of my $50 gone. And then um, maybe a couple first fours where I pick my own, like I said before. But um, I won't be betting on the nose for the favourite. But, yeah. That's Any other each way bets you want to have? Um, personally, there's nothing really that sticks out to me. The only one, I might have five each way on military mission. Okay, fair enough. I like it. you probably be the first form analyst ever to tip um, mystery trifecta yeah, but in the Melbourne Cup. Bro, you can, no, you it is. I, I get on... I, I put about 20 do, on last year. You can literally do whatever you want. And like, you can, I don't know. This is the toughest race of the year, punters. People can't, people struggle to tip the winner. So you're telling me you're going to tip the first three. Like it's going to, I'll be surprised if anyone does it. Like I always am. So that's why mystery trifecta takes it out of your, your, your chance. You got not too much like heart in it. You're not too upset if it loses. Like you're like, oh, it is what it is. So that's just me personally. Fair enough. $50 betting strategy for me, $15 each way on future history. 
my top tip. And then $10 each way on without a fight. Again, another horse that I have a bad gut feeling that I'm going to look super, super stupid for not getting it on the Caulfield Cup Melbourne Cup double. So I'm going to cover him. I'm going to have a saver bet on without a fight just in case he's able to do the double. But my main play is that $15 each way on future history. That's how I'd be spending my $50 there. Um, but mate, is there anything else you want to touch on the race itself before we move into the Melbourne Cup day quaddy? Uh, no. Oh, fair enough, mate. We'll finish off the um, this episode with a Melbourne Cup quaddy. We've gone heavy in race seven, the cup, of course, and then we've gone a little light in race eight to cover it up. Um, so race seven, the Melbourne Cup. We've gone Vauban, Future History, our two tips, Without a Fight, Luster Chocker, Sulcombe and Gold Trip, those six horses. Where we think those are probably the top six horses to be able to get the job done in the cup. Then in race eight, we've got Kimochi and Commemorative. Sorry, yep. Commemorative. Then in race nine, Kaldai, Kazoo, Madame Pomery, Fine Point. And race 10, Inver Park, Cholton Lane, Robusto and Chicago Storm. $50 gets you 26% in that quaddy, mate. And if you land it, oh, spend yeah, your money Jesus. wisely afterwards because exotics on Melbourne Cup Day, like you said, the trifecta is the first fours, the quaddies. They pay out an absolute munter, mate. You can pay off a mortgage yep. if you land it. But on that point, of course, all the bets that we put on will be on Dabble. So if you want to get on Dabble now, click the link in the show notes or download the app today. Uh, use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you. And you can copy all of our bets straight into your bets using the copy bet button. And you can put on as much as you want. But if you do so, gamble responsibly, set a deposit limit and think about what you could be buying instead. And of course, another shout out to our sponsors at Stridal, mate. Shout out to them. Shout out to Dabble. Shout out to everyone. Thank you. 100%. Like Stridal, you can buy a horse. Those boys that bought into future history, you can be like them. Go onto the marketplace. Look for those available horses. There are a couple that have been bought, European Raiders, coming over here, ready to go to the races as well. So if you want ready-made horses that are going to be heading to the races soon enough, go to strata.com, go to their marketplace, have a look through now and buy a share today. Don't just watch the races. Own the excitement. And, of course, just good luck on Tuesday. And I will preface this by saying... It might be the funnest day to have a bet in the country, but it's also probably the worst day to have a bet, as my old man used to always tell me. The hardest day in all of the 365 days in the calendar to land a bet, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, it is 100%. So I'd be careful, punters. But um, Don't yeah. spend the house. Do not right. spend the house. Gamble responsibly. Set a deposit limit. Think about what you could be buying instead. Make sure to join us back on Wednesday night or Thursday morning, whenever it comes out, for our Champion Stakes Day rundown, as well as the Five Diamonds Day at Rose Hill. We'll be going through all of those cards and much, much more. So join us there. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the follow button. Hit the like, share, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating while you're at it as well. It just helps us grow. We'll see you then, punters. Good luck on Tuesday. Oh, Crone's getting a split. Amazing.